This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back in. It's the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. So, Nick Sainer, Enrique Alvarez, Clary, hope you guys had a good Christmas. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Rico, what is this slander that I'm hearing about Jared Crick? Um, Are you aware well, of the I, 2010 season that hold he on, had? Hold on. After Ndamukong Sue left. Apparently I'm and not. And the hit... That he had on, I believe it was Keith Price at Washington. That is what Bach was telling me. I think that game was at home. I want to say one hit does not the career game make, was on the road, except for you know certain people. Who Come on, it was it was a pretty okay. big hit. Though. Okay, I would like to offer an apology there. to to the Jared Crick family. Thank you. Um, because Jeez, I am man. misremembering his career, and I blame him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute. What? So his his year with Ndamukong and Sue, he had nine and a half sacks and twelve and a half tackles for loss. His year after that, he had nine and a half sacks and fourteen and a half tackles for loss. He had a, like the same season, uh, and that's without an All American, probably a guy who should have won the Heisman as a defensive tackle uh, by his side. Um, and then his senior, year, he only played in five games because of injuries. Yep, that's the season I remember. After Ndamukong and Sue. I don't remember his junior season, and I blame him. He should have left after his junior season and gone to the NFL. He would have been drafted higher and made more money. So this was the game in 2010 was at Washington. And I wanted, this was the one, I believe, that he had the hit on uh, Keith Price. I blame Jerry. Ne- Nebraska wins 56-21 to on the road in Washington. Whew. Nebraska was ranked eighth in the country at the time. Mm. And Mems. while Washington slipped to a one and two record in front of a seventy two thousand eight hundred and seventy six person crowd, um, and this was on ABC. That's right. This one was on ABC on a na- it was a nationally televised ga- televised game. Uh, That's what Nebraska gets when they're ranked. Taylor Martinez, hundred and thirty seven yards on the ground, three touchdowns on nineteen carries. Roy Haylou had ten carries for one hundred and ten yards and two touchdowns. And Rex Burkhead had 13 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown. Combined for Nebraska's, at the time, fourth triple 100-yard game in school history. And the first since the Baylor game in 01. That is unreal. Mississippi Mundog says the Keith Price hit was 2011 and was a home game. 2010 was Jake Locker. Yes, I oh, remember. Oh, thank you. 20, thank you, Mississippi Mundog. 20, thank you. 2010 NFL draft, 2011, whatever thank you, you want to call it. I don't know. Well, how do, do the drafts, because it's in the... New year, but it's mm-hmm. the previous season. It's the previous season. I'm just going to call it the 2010 NFL it's draft. It's the same thing of like the, the college football playoff. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, I never know what year to call it. But um, that NFL draft, the top 10 picks, uh, 8 out of 10 That's right. Were like, are like all pros. Um, Jake Locker was one of the uh, Jake. It's funny when you like see the, the old quarterbacks, those middle-of-the-road quarterbacks like the Ryan Mallett and – I think I mean Kellen Moore was in there. Ryan Mallett from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. The Patriots. You had him. that's right. I was excited about him. You had Ryan Mallett. You had Tom Brady um, was not giving that up. Obviously, we who we just mentioned 
I mean, like Andy Jake Dalton Locker. isn't part of that. Andy Dalton was on Andy the good Dalton side was, of, of Cincinnati. Andy Dalton is better than them. Yeah, Andy Dalton's oh, oh, better yeah. than all of them. 100%. All of the quarterbacks that we're mentioning right now, Andy Dalton is better. Yeah, Andy Dalton's way better than Ryan Mallett. Um, I'm not trying to go after any, Andy Dalton. Any quarterback drafted by John Elway for the Denver Broncos. That's a good point. Shout out to Raph. <laughs> um, speaking of that, Randy Gregory got a suspension. Of course. He, so, uh, Denver's in shambles. Randy, which is why their coach got fired. Yeah, he lost Daniel the Hackett. Room. Yeah, it's, that's... Not a good show uh, for, for the Denver Broncos. Appreciate you guys tuning in. 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman Text Line, both those open for you guys throughout the entirety of the show. Let's uh, uh, So the scholarship numbers were sort of released, and we're going to talk to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska here coming up in about 20 or 25 minutes or so. And we'll talk scholarship numbers. We'll talk Garrett Nelson departing for the NFL draft. He decided to move on from Nebraska and then we'll we'll also kind of dive into just to put up a final bow or wrap a final bow on the on the Huskers signing class as well. So when we look at the scholarship limit, now you'll remember that uh, Nebraska and and every program needs to be at eighty five guys by the time the season begins. Mm-hmm. So you can have over eighty five, and you can practice eighty five until. Um, but once fall camp starts, you have to be at eighty five. Got to be at eighty five. Got to be at eighty five scholarship okay. guys. Nebraska currently sits at 92. That's more than 85. So, so they're they're sitting right now seven over the the limit, I suppose. So once again, I mean, there's there's some rooms that you can look at and see some potential attrition. Quarterback being one of those, um, because you have, I mean, so no true freshman quarterbacks. If I say two you quarterbacks transfer, is that? Outlandish. I don't. I don't know if it's outlandish. I, I think we look back at, and we hate to compare to previous staffs, but you look at the entirety or the majority of Scott Frost's time in Nebraska, and they carried five quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Ne- Nebraska now under Matt Rule brings in a, a guy in Jeff to Sims. Play anybody after number one? That's a good point. But and the drop off. It's not even that they. I think that they refused to play anybody. I think it was the lack of competition because you saw it in the games. Lack of competition. Lack mm-hmm. of development can kind of all be bundled up in that conversation because you saw it in games where the drop-off from your starter to number two mm-hmm. and number three, it's such a wide gap. And I'm I mean, not saying there's not going to be a drop-off, but like Nebraska at times, the backups looked inept to come in and orchestrate any sort of offense In terms of the offense that they were running at the time before Mark Whipple, before this last year, the drop-off was there, but I don't think it was as immense between Adrian Martinez and Logan Smothers as people make it out to be now that we're looking back at it. I think, I mean, you, you saw it in the Iowa game. He was serviceable. He was, well, he was you able to, to... You have to remember how they called that game, though. I understand. And it, and it was the, extremely simplified. It was, but you, you, you could have done that at any point during the season. It, it, against Michigan State, when Adrian gets his jaw literally broken, you could bring him in and simplify the offense right then and there. It, does, mm-hmm. it shouldn't take you a week. To simplify an offense, to, to make things more complicated, sure, but to simplify things and, and, and keep things, you know, to a certain amount of plays or, or mm-hmm. you know, just cut things out of out of the playbook, you should be able to do that right there on the well, sideline. And I think, I mean, there's, there's multiple conversations and branches that you can have to this discussion where it's, I mean, it's hard for a backup quarterback to go in and get into a rhythm when he's having to be flushed out of the pocket within moments of, of snapping the ball or when you have a running back that's unable to run the football or you don't have, you don't have a coordinator that is unwilling 
to run the football or even try to stick with the run or or try to simplify, and that's kind of the situation that Nebraska was faced with this season. I just think when we look at the drop-off, I, I, I get frustrated because Nebraska's been on the opposite end of it so many times or on the other side of the, of the field so many times. The first one comes to mind is in 2021 when they went to Illinois and Brandon Peters gets hurt. And Archer Satowski, who was a backup at Rutgers, who just, who just transferred into Illinois, is able to lead the fighting Illini down the field and, and multiple times, and they end up beating Nebraska in a very crucial game. I mean, there's the list can go on and on Minnesota of backup quarterbacks. Yes, exactly. Kaliak Manis. List of quarterbacks <laughs> goes on and on of... What happens if Ty Robinson doesn't hit their quarterback so hard? Like, does, how does did, Nebraska how win? You? Does Nebraska beat Minnesota? Do they swap if Tanner, Mor- if Tanner Morgan's still in it? Do they do they bench Tanner Morgan for Kaliak Manis in the third or fourth quarter? I I don't think so. So I don't know. It's just it's like Nebraska's just been on the other side of the field so many times when the backup quarterback has come mid game. And is there a drop off? Yes, there's there, there's going to be there's always going to be a drop off unless you're at a place like Michigan or Ohio State or Bama where you know the talent gap isn't so despairing but Michigan like think about it this way Cade McNamara was kind of just there and he knew he was about to get benched and JJ McCarthy they brought him in as a high four star maybe even a five star if I I can't remember correctly brings him in as a five star they started weaning Cade McNamara in, or excuse me excuse me JJ McCarthy into the offense last year in certain plays and then you kind of knew that it was inevitable when they said, we're going to play Cade McNamara the first game, then we're going to start J.J. McCarthy the second game, and we'll get to make a decision. J.J. got um, the start against Hawaii. That's yeah. kind of where, where he yeah. told me that. And don't forget that spread, that spread was 55. Yeah. I think, I think they, they covered. I think they covered. I think they covered. Yeah, I was like, if, so. if he's starting against Hawaii, they're just if you're just looking purely at stats, he's going to be the starter. So I don't know. I like once again read into it what you will, and there's a lot of off season ahead, and we'll I'll, I'll update my spreadsheet throughout the entire off season, make Making sure we're we're all good to go. But I mean, for example, Nebraska has six quarterbacks in their in their room right now. Senior Casey Thompson saying, coming me, back. Let me name, let me name him. Let okay, me name go ahead. Him. Are we counting Jeff Sims in the yep, quarterback yep. room? Okay. All, all transfers are included on this spreadsheet. All right, Jeff Sims. Yep. Casey is Thompson. what year? He is a junior. Yep. Um, Casey Thompson is a senior. Yep. Logan Smothers is a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, Heinrich Harburg is a sophomore. Yep. Richard Torres is a redshirt freshman. Yep. You're missing one. I am missing one. Who did I? His brother is a starting quarterback in the NFL. Oh, Chubba Purdy. There you go. Is a sophomore. 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 So there you go. There's yeah. your six quarterbacks. Um, in, and then a whole the, bunch the of other room. quarterbacks that walk on. Yeah, walk ons. But so once again, this is the scholarship distribution chart. Shout so out just, to Jarrett Sinek. Shout out to Jarrett Sinek. Um, running backs are interesting. I'm not going to be able to name them. There's only six. Oh, maybe I can. There's only six in the in the room because Gabe remember Jacques Yant left left for FIU. Yes. Okay, Gabe Irvin, not FIU. Um, Florida International, Florida A no. and M, A and M. That's Rattlers. Right. Thank you. I knew it was an orange, orange and green team. Yeah. It wasn't. It's I knew great. it wasn't. Their FIU. jerseys, their jerseys are fantastic. Um, Ramir Johnson, Gabe Irvin, Anthony Grant. Yep, um, you're missing three. Um, another Johnson, AJ Allen. Okay, another Johnson, another Johnson, who is a redshirt freshman. Oh, player of the uh, year from in Minnesota. Minnesota. From Minnesota. Yeah, uh, bu- 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 Emmett. Emmett Johnson. And then Quentin Ives, who is the true freshman. Okay. There's so there's your six. six. Okay. Tight ends. Tight ends is an interesting one. That's very interesting. So you lose Travis Vokalek, right? Yes. There's six guys in the room. Six? Chris Hickman is a junior. 
he is your oldest. How is he a junior? I know. I know. Like, and this that's where this you get the COVID years and you get the sixth year eligibility uh-huh. and you get all this mixed in there. And when COVID, I'm typing this shirt, when I'm typing this out injury. Well, Nick Henrich is the same way. Nick Henrich is a junior as well. Right. Goodness so, gracious. And this is for next season. This is not this season, right? So Chris Hickman is a junior. Sophomores, Thomas Fedoni, mm-hmm. James Carney, AJ Rollins. Okay. Redshirt freshman, Chase Androff, mm-hmm. Brody Tagaloa. Oh, I forgot about Brady. So, when you look at the tight end room, Goodness gracious. not really sure who's going to separate themselves there. Not really sure. A.J. Rollins was Did a great spring Borkature? story. Nate Borkacher, is he a walk-on? He's a walk-on. He got a lot of time for a yeah. walk-on. <laughs> yeah, he got, he got time. Um, so, once again, all right, so wide receiver, there's 11. I'm not even going to try. Not okay. even going to try. No, I'm not the four try. guys they brought in, true freshmen, Malachi Coleman, Jaden Doss, Jalen Lloyd, Bryce Turner. Mm-hmm. Redshirt freshmen are Victor Jones Jr., Janarian Bonner. Mm-hmm. Sophomore, Sean Hardy. I forgot. For people forget Sean Hardy's still here. Sean Hardy. Juniors, Alante Brown and Tommy Hill. I love Alante. Alante's not a senior. Alante's a junior. Goodness gracious. And seniors, your two senior wide receivers on the on the season. Marcus Washington. And Joshua Fleeks, the Baylor transfer that they got on signing day. Touche. Um offensive line. Now this is going to be a touchy subject for folks because this is where it gets a little hairy. They're very, right. They were very young last year. They, well, they were so they were young, and now they've had a lot of transfers. They've had a lot of guys leaving. Um, in terms of Kevin Williams, or excuse me, Kevin Williams, you'd defense. be very happy what just happened. Buffalo forced to fumble and recovered it. Shout out to They're Buffalo. Up by three. I, I got Buffalo in the bull pick. Um, Rico knows that, so we need the shout out to Buffalo. Buffalo Bulls to win. Um, all right, so here we go. This is at offensive tackle. There are seven guys in the room. And once again, I, I like to think when we have this discussion, proven production and somewhat potential. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be kind of hard to find on the offensive line. But And these are both tackles. These are both right. tackles, just just offensive tackle. Okay. And, and possession, positions may change every, you know, yeah, every couple it, of days. Yeah, that happens. Hunter Anthony is a senior. Mm-hmm. Didn't play very much last year. No. Your three juniors, Bryce Benhart, Turner Corcoran, Teddy Prohaska. Teddy's it? Teddy, he didn't he, red shirt. He didn't red shirt, but he might be able to get a medical red shirt from last year. Yeah. You're so, right. so as of right now, he's a junior. Well, his freshman year, he should get it. He only played in one game, one and a half. Maybe, maybe I, I maybe I was figuring wrong. Either way, Teddy Prohaska's in the room. I'm gonna give him sophomore. Okay, sophomore is fine. I'll wait to move it. Yeah. Um, we can ask Steve about that yeah, in a second. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Three freshman tackles that they brought in. Gunnar Gatula, Brock Knutson, Jason Machicek. Oh, that is a weird room. They So it's it's kind of more known now um, that Jason Machicek will probably play offensive line. Yeah. That um, is a weird room. Weird room in, in the offensive tackle. Guard, there are four on scholarship. Oh, no. Oh, no. Nuri Nuili, Ethan Piper, Henry Latovsky. And true freshman Sam Sledge. Um, defensive lineman that moved over to offensive line. Are you this, talking Justin this, Evans Jenkins? No, it was the other one that I can't remember, and I feel like a terrible person for not remembering this. It was late in the season. Um, they asked Mickey about it. Mm-hmm. He was obviously not going to play because he had just made the move. He asked what he could do to help the team and, and mm-hmm. asked if he could move over to offensive line, and they did, and he was working with them, I think, for the last like two or three weeks. 
Um, but obviously we weren't going to see him. And I cannot think of who it was to save my life. Whatever. So either way, think about that. Think about that and we'll yeah, figure it I'll out, figure if, it if, out. You, if you can think of the name. But as of right now, that, that's, all I, that's all I believe. That's all that's there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I will say, I double-crossed this with another website. Mm-hmm. I, this is, this is, I double-crossed this with two websites. Um, Jalen Weaver. Weaver. He yeah, okay. he transferred. Thank you. Burnt cheese. Yeah. So there we go. One, let's keep moving here real quickly. Because I think, it's, I think it's interesting to see where Nebraska stands. You have two centers that are officially listed as centers, and we know that they're working at center. Why now, there, the there might be more. Line so- there might be more. And that's transfer Ben Scott because Trent Hickson graduated. Yes. And Justin Evans Jenkins is now a redshirt freshman. Mm-hmm. He was a true freshman last year. So that's your offensive line. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks everybody for for calling yeah. in Jalen Weaver. Thank, thank you all. Um, okay. So interesting thoughts on the offense or just f- offense in general. When we look at quarterbacks, you would expect maybe we see some attrition unless I'm, they want to carry six. I'm and, still saying and, two transfers. And with this thought, somebody asked us earlier or or kind of stated that they believed Malik Hornsby is still a possibility. And that's why I'm saying two transfers. I See, I'm actually going to go against it. I'm going to say I don't think Malik Hornsby is as big of a possibility well, he's, he's looking at what? UNLV? And, and that is from... Our, uh, Mike Schaefer said that on an early yeah, break at one UNLV, morning as well. Yeah, UNLV, somebody else in Nebraska. So he's down to his top three, but... Mm-hmm. So I, don't I, think, I mean, I don't think, if he wants to be if, like, do if they he take him? Be a starter, and he wants to play. He wants to play quarterback. And yeah. Nebraska, from from what we've heard, what has been rumored is that they they might move him to wide receiver or something uh, this year, and then maybe quarterback next year, mm-hmm. depending on the season. But Jeff Sims is a junior, Sims, so it's the same situation yeah. as Casey Thompson. Because if Casey plays, then Jeff Bingo. Sims still has another year, and then Malik Hornsby would have to not play quarterback another year, and it would just be a whole weird situation. So, yeah. So yeah. I, I think I mean, here's the deal. I, you're going. You can never have too many bodies or too deep, I, I suppose. But it's very intriguing to sit here and think about what does a guy like Chubba Purdy do after? I mean, this season. Mm. What does a guy like Logan or I mean, Logan has said publicly that he wants to be at Nebraska, and he's shown that through his not only not only through his words but also his actions and basically not entering the portal, but not man, leaving. Logan Smothers has has enough talent to be a starter somewhere. Maybe not at a Power 5 level, but he but has the I'm talent saying, like, to be a starter here's, somewhere. So we just got asked the question, do you guys think Smothers could play wide receiver? I, I, I look at He's when a I, when good I look enough at that, quarterback to deal, be a quarterback. As I look at it like Logan Smothers versus Luke McCaffrey at Nebraska. And, and Logan Smothers, I think, show has shown more ability to be a quarterback mm-hmm. than Luke McCaffrey did. We were we were so enamored and 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 pumped up for Luke McCaffrey because of what he could do with his legs. Mm-hmm. But I believe Logan Smothers has been able to show at least enough through the air mm-hmm. to show to be like Rico said, maybe not a quarterback at a Power 5 school if he decided to move on, but through after these last 3 years shown that he can be a power five quarterback at Rice. I mean, heck, or excuse I, me, a quarterback, a starting quarterback at like Rice. I mean, heck, I think he could be a I, I, he could be a serviceable starter for Nebraska, depending on what kind of offense they try they attempt to run. Got to fit. I think he could. I I truly believe that he could be a starter at Nebraska at a power five school if they you know have an offense that suits his skill set. Because look, he he's got a good enough arm and he's got really talented legs, uh, and he's a smart guy. His, his football IQ is also really high. So. I don't know. I I feel bad for the dude because he wants to be at Nebraska, but there's no 
there's really no path to him becoming a starter unless he just well, outplays everybody. Well, and it stinks. I mean, for for Lo- from a Logan Smothers perspective, it, it's it kind of sucks because you've had changes not only in the quarterback coach that frankly needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you also had changes at the head coach post, which once again needed to happen, happen, and you just keep getting passed up or not even given an opportunity and, and that's just the way college football is unfortunately when new coaches get in here they want their guys it's the same thing we said last year with Mark Whipple when he gets in here he wants to be able to have his guy and he did so with Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy and here we are I mean Logan once again not saying that he needed needed to get a fair shot or everybody on the roster should get a fair chance it's just it, that's just the way college football works nowadays. Where you go out and get Jeff Sims, who who started a decent amount of games at Georgia Tech, doesn't have the greatest stats: thirty touchdowns, twenty three interceptions throughout his career. But has started, I think, I know that's Ben Scott who has started twenty eight games, getting the numbers mixed up. Either started way, three started three seasons at Georgia Tech, and now the way that Matt Rule was talking about him. As of December 27th, I'd be confident him. to say that Jeff Sims is kind of the favorite. Yeah, he And that's Jeff even Sims. with Casey Thompson on this roster. So Casey still has to get healthy. It's just one of those things where you're, you're, that's just what happens, unfortunately, in, in college football when you get a new staff, and, and especially a new position coach or, or offensive coordinator for that matter. Um, but when I guess I have a tough time believing or seeing a path that they take Malik Hornsby at quarterback this year. Yeah, it would be hard. But then once again, I mean, you look at wide receiver, which would be other the other place for Malik Hornsby to kind of land at Nebraska, and you have Marcus Washington, Joshua Fleeks as your two seniors. And then it's Alante Brown and Tommy Hill. Alante Brown, who is a converted quarterback, and Tommy Hill, who is a converted corner. Granted, it's just interesting. It's interesting how that wide receiver really room has shaken out because if you would have asked us three years ago, it would be Omar Manning was going to leave a big mark on Nebraska at his time, and then you had Xavier Betts still on the program. You had, I mean, like you had these dudes that you were expecting to be here for a substantial amount of time that had proved not not Omar Manning necessarily, but Xavier Betts that when given the opportunity excelled, and there he was. But then they they up and leave, or you have guys that transfer, or um, you it don't just doesn't work out. Or, or yeah, sometimes it just or doesn't you work. have you have Wyatt Lever in the game in fourth in the fourth quarter, or you have Oliver Martin on his third different school. It's just like that's where Nebraska was at last year, and now that those three guys graduated, Omar, um, oh my gosh, Omar, Oliver Martin, and then there's one more that I'm I'm blanking on, um, a, a wide receiver. When you have those three guys graduate this past season, you're left with two seniors, two juniors, a sophomore that hasn't played. I should reverse that. One senior wide receiver, one senior transfer wide receiver, mm-hmm. a junior wide receiver that has gotten limited playing time, a junior wide receiver that was converted from a defensive back that hasn't played a second at wide receiver but has played special teams, a sophomore that hasn't seen the field, two redshirt freshmen that haven't seen a field, and four true freshmen. That like That's what you're left with, unfortunately. weird room. And so it all starts, and I, I get that, this will be the last thing before we get to Steve Mark, and we'll talk to him about this stuff. But this is kind of, we're seeing it unfold right in front of our eyes on how Matt Rule does his thing. Or, or how any coach, when they get here and they're known as deve- developmental or a long-term success type of coach, I think we're starting to see that. Because here we have, I mean, Nebraska, for example, just look at the wide receiver room. In two or three years... You're going to be sitting there if you're able to keep 
Malachi Coleman, Jaden Doss, Jalen Lloyd, and Bryce Turner are all within your program. Man, Nebraska's got four redshirt sophomore receivers that have been in the program for three years. Okay, there's some there's something something there, and it room. also it's also sustained pro or not excuse me it's also sustainable for what the two years are to come their junior and senior years or junior years if they're NFL type. Yeah. So once again, like it makes sense looking at it from just a depth chart point of view. And that's all we, unfortunately, that's all we can do right now in late December because the games haven't been played yet in 2023. But looking from simply just a depth chart perspective, you're seeing them bring in a lot of guys at specific positions and building that depth for three years down the road. Now, on the flip side, that means little experience and little college football time in the near future, next season more specifically in 2023. You lose. We didn't get to the defense, but like the defense is taking some hits. The defense is taking hits, and now you lose one in Garrett Garrett Nelson. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you your your oldest. You have one redshirt junior at defensive end, and that's Ty Robinson. The rest, all other six guys in the room, haven't played a snap. I guess I guess Ruquan Buckley has played yeah a little bit of time for Nebraska, but you bring in Elijah Judy, mm-hmm. K K Wallen. And then you have three freshmen in uh, Uman Mielin, Maverick Noon, and Mason Goldman. And Ty Robinson's been more interior. More interior. So your defensive so end, it's your, like, your, your defensive end room position is inexperienced when and, it comes to Nebraska. And you might see it, you might also see it where they put an edge guy up there. We don't we don't know necessarily what Tony White's defense is going to look like mm-hmm. specifically at Nebraska, but they have three guys listed at edge, and that's Jamari Butler, Blaze Gunnerson, and, and Jake Applegate, the Lincoln Southeast grad. So there's 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 people, just not experience. There are bodies in and all so of these rooms. Where you could, if you want to look from a five thousand foot view, hey, maybe in year three, Nebraska is going to be experienced. They're going to have instead of just sixteen seniors this season, in three years they're going to have thirty one seniors mm-hmm. on the team or in two years they're going to have 22 seniors on the team unfortunately that means 2023 might be you're a gonna, little painful you're gonna have to get through a year or two yeah and and maybe maybe you can um as a texter says hopefully nash can take a jump and i think that's the thought process on a lot of guys and maybe we see some late additions through the transfer portal for this guy for this staff whether that's in the tight end room when your most experienced guy there is Chris Hickman, who's been bouncing back and forth from tight end and wide receiver. James or Thomas Fedoni, who hasn't been able to get healthy. AJ the, Rollins, who was a spring story. The guy who has like, the most who game knows? reps is a walk on in the tight end. Yeah, in Nate Borkatcher. So I don't know. It's and Byron said that spring ball is another wave of the portal. We're not done, and I get that. Um, but also, but the thing is, I'd like to add, you're you have, going to have to lose. Yeah, people you're to gonna you're gonna have to not necessarily cut, but say, hey, we got to go in a different direction because you are at 92 scholarships. Yeah, if you right want to bring people in, you've got a lot of people that you're gonna have to say sayonara and, to. And I suppose let's just hope that breeds competition. Let's just hope that breeds true, authentic competition. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's get to break. Let's talk to Steve Mark inside Nebraska. We'll continue this conversation, talk about some commits, maybe even talk about the college football playoff semifinals coming up on Saturday. We'll do all that with our good friend Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska coming up next. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.